thank you for joining me today as I introduce my 2021 executive capital budget and the five-year capital improvement plan. These are the first pieces of my total executive budget proposal. My executive operating budget will be released in October to complete the budget picture. I want to start by thanking Mark Hammond and Brian Martin of MSP Real Estate for hosting us at The Grove today. The city directed a $3 million loan from our affordable housing fund to this project, uh, which allowed them to secure additional funding. And so this project exemplifies the power of collaboration as uh, MPS worked at, with all levels of government to bring funds together to support this project. The result is the addition of 112 new rental housing units, including 95 dedicated affordable units in a, new neighbor, in a neighborhood that is well served by transit, parks, and other amenities. And I'm proud to showcase this project today as an example of how our capital budget helps to impact our neighborhoods and our housing situation in positive ways. So thank you again, gentlemen, for having us here. 2020 has been, I'm not even sure what word to use, um, an unprecedented year. Uh, we're living through a global pandemic which has created devastating health, social, and economic impacts for many in Madison. And as we respond to those needs, we also have a deep responsibility to advance racial justice and equity. The capital budget has a role to play in these important questions because it reflects our priorities for how we invest in neighborhoods, businesses, infrastructure, and other capital investments. And one of our most critical priorities here in Madison is affordable housing. In recent years, Madison's housing market has seen tremendous growth. And it can, if it continues at this pace, by the year 2050, there will be an anticipated 100,000 new residents and 50,000 new households in Madison. The supply of housing has not been able to keep pace resulting in a chronic shortage of housing and rapidly rising prices. This means that people have less choice about where they live and fewer opportunities, particularly in our communities of color. We can see the effects of this in the facts that nine out of 10 new households added in Madison are renters, making us a majority renter community and that Madison has had one of the lowest vacancy rates in the country for a decade. 50% of Madison renters cannot afford their housing. And the price of an average house in Madison has increased by $50,000 in the last decade. 49% of Madison households are owners, but only 20% of black households in Madison are homeowners. 
To address these challenges, I plan to use all of the tools at my disposal to move us forward in creating more housing, more types of housing, more affordable housing, and keeping people in their housing. In this executive capital budget, we work to build our affordable housing development initiative, where over six years, $30 million of city investments have yielded $375 million in housing development, like the building behind me. We have added more than 1,700 new units of housing, of which more than 1,300 are reserved for those earning less than 60% of the county median income, which is 60000 for a four-person household. In this budget, I am stepping up the city's annual allocation for affordable housing projects from $5.5 million annually to $6.5 million annually. Starting in 2021, $2 million of this funding will be set aside for developments not associated with tax credit programs to help more types of developments and organizations access these funds. I am increasing, increasing the city's commitment to help first-time homebuyers purchase their homes with a particular emphasis on expanding homeownership among people of color. I am adding almost half a million over the next six years for lending programs to help rehabilitate our housing stock and to help seniors stay in their homes. This increased funding responds to the increased demand that we have seen for these programs in 2019 and 2020. And I am doubling down on our efforts to acquire development sites to create more affordable housing by expanding the land banking program that we began in 2020. I propose increasing funding for this initiative by $3 million over the next two years to ensure that the city is able to acquire strategic parcels of land to combat gentrification and displacement, specifically on the south side of Madison and to assist displaced residents and stabilize our housing market. These items are the first part of my housing forward strategy that will help ensure a strong and equitable recovery of our housing market through these difficult times. Affordable housing is a critical priority in my executive capital budget, but it isn't the only one. My budget also continues and grows our investments in equity, resilience, renewable energy, transit, and more. I'll give you just a few more highlights of how this budget invests in our community. I am proposing to continue the Small Business Equity and Recovery Program that is currently under consideration by the Common Council. My budget includes $6.5 million for this program over five years, to help business owners of color, women, and other underrepresented business owners start or expand their businesses and invest in equipment to protect workers and customers from COVID. Budget also includes funding for the first phase of the bus rapid transit program with the goal of having the east-west corridor operational by 2024. This investment will leverage federal funding and has the potential to reduce ride times by 35%. Implementing bus rapid transit 
will allow us to redesign our existing bus routes to better serve communities of color who currently experience twice as many transfers as white communities. And while the first line is described as the east-west corridor, we will also be increasing service and the north-south corridors to better connect people to the bus rapid transit. My budget also allocates $3 million for the Vision Zero program to redesign the city's most dangerous intersections and streets in a way that will reduce traffic and pedestrian crashes. It increases funding for energy and sustainability improvements by nearly 10 million through 2026. Energy, and energy efficiency and renewable energy are smart investments that result in savings over time while supporting green jobs. And this will allow us to grow our green power solar apprenticeship program and create career pathways in solar power and public works while making progress towards the critical goal of reducing our own carbon emissions at the city. My budget continues to invest in flood mitigation projects by investing $21.6 over the next five years to ensure that our stormwater network can keep residents safe when large rain events occur. And in this budget, I propose investing almost $5 million to expand the Warner Park Community Center in order to provide the city's young people with a place to come together in a safe an inclusive environment once we're beyond COVID-19. And finally, my budget proposes renovating Fire Station 6 on Madison's south side. The renovated station will make long overdue improvements to ensure that workplace conditions are inclusive for all fire department staff. And the additional capacity at the station will also ensure that we're able to provide fire services to the town of Madison once the town is attached to the city in 2022. While we have faced unprecedented challenges in 2020, I believe that we have to double down on finding ways to build the Madison that we want, not just the Madison that we have always had. And I look forward to working with the Common Council to adopt a budget that does just that in November. Again, Thank you to Mark and Brian of MSP Real Estate for hosting us here at The Grove, and I'd be happy to take a few questions. I was just going to ask, what concessions did you feel like you had to make in this spending plan, given the city's priorities right now, um, you know, amid the challenging financial times because of the pandemic? I believe, um, I don't have the number in front of me, but I believe that we cut upwards of $40 million from the departmental proposals. Um, in the capital budget, and we moved a significant number of projects around to balance our borrowing year over year. Do you feel like the investment in the Small Business Recovery Plan is enough to help businesses recover not only from COVID-19, but from the damage we've seen, especially downtown in the last couple months? Well, we'll see what the council does tonight with the Small Business uh, Equity and Recovery Program. Uh, for 2020, but um, what I'm proposing is a continuation of that program uh, with funds available in January of 2021. Um, so I think the answer to your question depends on what the council does tonight, uh, but I'm hopeful that this program will support small businesses through the pandemic and everything else that's happening in our community next year.
aware of a, a sizable amount of homeless population, pitching tents in McPike and Rindall Parks more recently. How can your affordable housing plan kind of help uh, provide that group of people with a place to stay? So it's important for us to just be creating new housing uh, across the board, which will loosen the market for everyone. But we're also looking very carefully at how we serve our homeless community. As you know, COVID has made that much more difficult. Um, and we have been doing a significant number of things to make sure that anybody who wants to be in shelter is able to be in shelter. Um, and including outreach to folks who are choosing to camp or be outside on the streets. Um, that's an ongoing piece of work for us this year. Um, and we are, all, we are also looking very carefully at um, what we need to do with our shelter system next year. So one of the um, horizon list projects in my capital budget is funding for a new men's shelter. And we don't quite have enough details um, to know what that project will look like. Um, so it's not in the budget yet, but I expect that that is something that over the next months we will be drilling down on what those details are and what we need to do to make sure that we have adequate shelter for everyone in our community. You mentioned city council tonight. What are you hoping to see? Uh, well, certainly with respect to the equity and, and recovery program for small businesses, I hope that that will pass. I think that that's an important program and, and will really have a positive impact in our community. Um, the capital budget is just being introduced tonight, um, so it will be discussed um, at finance committee and with the community um, and then with the full council over the coming weeks and months. The council doesn't agree with what you've proposed? Well, that's what the amendment process is for, right? This is, we'll have briefings at finance committee. We'll be able to discuss uh, what departments asked for, what I put into my budget, what ideas alders have. Um, and then there's an extensive amendment process um, that we'll go through. I certainly always welcome the council's input. Um, I've been regularly asking for their ideas. Um, some of their ideas did make it into my executive capital budget, and we're still. Um, accepting ideas on the executive operating budget. In fact, I just talked to an alder this morning who um, had a list of ideas for me on the operating budget. So I'm hoping to be able to include as much of that as possible into the operating budget. Um, and it, you know, whatever doesn't make it in, alders certainly have the opportunity to offer amendments on. What about with the civilian over, or the, the police oversight position tonight? So I sincerely hope that the council will pass the independent monitor and the civilian oversight board tonight. I think that these are two basic reforms that we need in our community. Uh, I think it's very challenging when you're creating a new structure um, to get it right on the first try. So it may be that going forward either tonight or in coming months or years that we will need to tweak the structure. Um, but I think it's basically, it's a very important thing for us to do in our community. And so I do hope that the council will pass some version of those items tonight. Um, I understand that we're going to be discussing numerous potential amendments, um, so I expect a long evening, but I hope at the end of the night that the answer is yes, we are establishing an independent monitor and a civilian oversight board. Other questions? All right, thank you all very much for coming out. Have a good rest of your day.